In a you killed it first, Sheldon and I spoke for so long that we had to stop to get food before we start recording. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast, where we're probably going to have to pause as we chew our food because we both got hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was a great episode of the challenge Spies, Lies, and Allies. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts, a lot of mm-hmm. stuff behind the scenes that we're going to have to address. Yes, and I totally, yes, no, I totally agree. And there, it's funny you said that because I, in our conversations, we were talking about other things, but um, one of the things I did say I needed to do was double check some things on Twitter. So you are definitely correct. There are a lot of things we need to address because, yeah, I got a lot of questions. All of a sudden, it was just like, oh, where's Ashley? What did I just miss here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, lots going on. Lots going on in this episode. And I think that minus the Ashley stuff, because I'm sure we'll get to that because I have a lot of questions that I don't really know the answers to yet because I haven't watched enough like of the the drama behind the scenes, we'll say. Um, but I will say this was a well-edited episode. Because they did a really good job of building up the angles of how things could go, despite the fact it was really only going to go one way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But what we can I, get to I, it. We'll get there. What I appreciated about this episode, and maybe it's because it focused so much on Amanda, mm-hmm. who's a very articulate person. Yeah. Like Amanda is very good. Not just like in direct to cameras, but just in general, she's very good at explaining what she is thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. And because she was the main motivator of this episode, yeah, it was really under easy to understand her position on things. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, and it made a lot of sense, right? The, the the way that she was thinking about it. Another part that I don't think got played up enough in the episode, but I'm sure in reality made sense was she was also helping Nelson. Yeah. Who we know is like her good friend, but that move that she made also helps Nelson's chances just yeah. as much as it probably helps her chances. Right. So it, there's a lot of, it was very interesting, very interesting, but let's, let's start from the get go here. And Nelson, who I still stand by it is having a pretty good season, right? Like he, him and Logan, he's just like, Hey man, so why did you switch teams? Is it just because of Corey? And you know, I accept what Logan's saying, but more importantly, I respected that Nelson was just like, no, 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 I get that. I can understand that. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if we would have seen that Nelson before. You know what I'm saying? I I think uh, you're striking on something important. I mean, we've all seen it on Ted Lasso with the Walt (laughs) Whitman quote of being curious, not judgmental. Mm -hmm. Nelson, Mm -hmm. I guess, is a big fan of Ted Lasso an AFC Richmond and has really been doing that this season where he asks a lot of questions yeah, and like uses asking questions to like dissipate his anger. Cause Nelson is an emotional person as most of the people are on this show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also interesting to hear CT's opinions. We got a lot of opinions from CT sort yeah. of in confessional, which I think has, uh, definitely ruined his friendship with Big T. 
But basically, CT yeah. thinks his team got stronger with the addition of Logan and the mm-hmm. subtraction of Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. And Tori I is agree. saying, sort of laying the groundwork for one of the main dramas of this episode, Tori is saying in confessional how happy she is with how things are going over on the Emerald team, Emerald City, as they call it. And yeah. Amanda says that she thinks that Tori is super overrated. She says that Tori is big, but not that smart or sharp, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because I would say smart and sharp are the same thing. Uh, And then. But we we, know that we've talked about this, right? Like we know a lot of this underlying beef is about Fessy. mm -hmm. Right. Like it's it's unspoken because they don't really bring it up. But we know that a, a lot of it is about the fact that. Obviously, Fessy and um, Tori had a bit of a thing. And I mean, I was talking about it a while ago, but on that IG live where uh, Amanda and Fessy were kind of laughing because um, Tori had paid for Fessy's trip to like Mm -hmm. Turks and Caicos, maybe or somewhere, wherever it was that him and Tori went. And they hung out and it turned out that um, they were like, yeah, like we just found out that we weren't a match or whatever. Right. Which, you know, Mm -hmm. as adults, we can piece together what that means. They hung out. They probably hooked up, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything more than that. Right. Um, But yeah. And so Amanda and Fessy had been like laughing and kind of joking around about that. And Fessy was like, Amanda, chill. I know what you're trying to do right now. And I'm not trying to, you know, add gas to it or whatever. So when we see the tension on the show, I feel from an outsider's view with the added information that Fessy probably has something to do with why Amanda is salty at Tori. Because we also have to remember where they are, where they're at while this was filming. This Mm -hmm. is coming off a season where we didn't see much of it on the actual season of the season that we're watching, but we know that when they were both in the house, Fessy and Amanda were hooking up a lot in the house. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Then we get to a scene that sets up my line of the episode. It it came early for me, Sheldon. Okay. So Nelson (laughs) is by himself walking up and down pathway. So they've got Mm -hmm. that hill where a lot of them do the workouts. We've all seen it from the workout montages. Yeah. And Devin and Kyle are up on the balcony watching from afar with Devin narrating it in what I thought was a pretty good Nelson imitation. <laughs> it and was what, really good. And what, to Devin's credit, I know I'm team Devin, but to Devin's Are you? Credit, Wait, hold on, hold on. You like Devin? No. A little bit. No, okay. I wasn't but, sure about that. <laughs> but what makes his impression good, and this is the key to a good impression, is he doesn't quite go too far. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, he doesn't, and he just nailed, like, Nelson's sort of attempts at being intellectual that missed the mark. And so my yeah. line of the episode was, there's only three guys left, which means I have a 50% chance of going down. <laughs> that was pretty good. And that's Devin that pretty good. Nelson applying some Scott Steiner math for those wrestling fans that listen. I know you're out there. Scott Steiner, well played, well played, man. Have well you played. heard that promo, the Scott Steiner math program? Yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah I've, okay. I feel like I, I feel like I have. 
I feel like I have. Uh, it's one of those things that you catch through osmosis. You know what I mean? Sitting in like, a sports newsroom. <laughs> yes. And the wrestling fans are everywhere. Um, if, if you no, have on. not heard it, listeners, just Google Scott Steiner math and there are YouTube videos and you'll understand what we're referring to. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's so many different ways I could go off of that. Um, I've been trying to look on my phone while you're talking to just gather more information on like what's going on with Ashley and all that. And um, oh, I've I got find 411. Don't you worry, Sheldon. That's why you're the man. That's why you're the man. Um, covering up my blind spots here as I uh, <laughs> totally forgot before. Like I knew like in my mind. And the funny thing was. So we're recording this on Thursday morning, right? And Wednesday night, I always, I'm back to doing my dipping and dodging of the Twitter timeline. So yeah. anytime I see like something that says the challenge, I like just scroll past or one of the, and like Amanda was tweeting like crazy last night. Ashley was tweeting like crazy last night. So I'm just like scrolling past. So I knew something was up and I made a note. I'm like, I gotta make sure I go back and read all these things. But that's why I got John. Always having my back. Much like, much like, Tori knows that Amanda does not have her back. No. <laughs> the exact opposite of you having my back, right? <laughs> um, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Does the fact that Tori says that she knows that Amanda talks shit behind her back, like the only thing I know, she's like, I don't know what the issues are, but I know that she talks shit behind my back. <laughs> like, I think that's hilarious. But why was Amanda handing out math equations? Was this like a test to kind of see, like, was she trying to help? I think she's was trying to one help. Of those? Okay. Trying I, to, like, give people some training. I think she was trying to help because CT and Devin – Mm -hmm. And Tori, we're all present for mm -hmm. these math quizzes. Yeah. But they weren't doing them because Amanda's not about to help Tori. Yep. And Devin and CT don't need help with their math. That's so, fair. <laughs> and That's then fair. we saw CT and Devin having to help Josh and Logan as they do their math. And yeah. also, I don't, it was pretty obvious to me that Logan was doing better than Josh. And, I, you know, I'm not even going to run down josh here as longtime listeners know i failed grade 12 math and we had grade 13 like there were we had five grades of high school and i had a deal shout out mr Oki. i had a deal with my grade 12 math teacher that as long as i never took math again he would pass me hey. so we turned we turned that 42 into a 65 and just called it quits and and you became a writer hey I, I held up my end of the bargain. He held up his. So I'm not I'm not putting down Josh here. I'm just yep. saying he needs help, and that's okay. It's okay to ask for help. I think I stopped taking uh, math after grade eleven. I think. I think it was it was dumb. I, I mean, mean, math's not dumb. I'm the dumb one in this situation. But yeah, yeah. there's no point in taking math if it's not going to be a major part of your career. Yeah, like, course, and especially analytics the, came around and screwed both of us on that point. But, but I also just think that they could have, you know, the things that we teach mm -hmm. in math could have been a lot different. Like, imagine if, like, instead of all of the X's and Y's and all that stuff, and you just started teaching like balancing a budget, 
loans, mortgage payments, like all of those things, you know? As soon as we were doing air quotes math and there was no numbers, there was just letters, I was out. (laughs) Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I'm there. I'm there. Oh, man. Last week we were talking about reproduction. This week we're talking about high school math. What more do you what more do you want from your podcast, right? What more do you want? Um so we gotta okay. talk about big T going to love. Yeah. So this is what I really don't get. And I I like Big T, right? I think Big T is a really nice person, one of the nicest people on the challenge. But to me, it's like we're past that at this point. Right. Like we're, we're beyond the whole like, oh, happy to be here. You're super nice, blah, blah, blah. Like and we're I'm saying we're past that in terms of we're big. Like this is however many challenges she's been on now. But we're also past that on this season. It's go time. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Obviously, if you're big T, you should want to go to the better team mm-hmm. now there's an argument to be made about which team is better, whether it's Josh's or CT's, but they're blatantly telling you they don't want you on their team. Right. We know Devin and them are probably telling you the same thing, but she's only deciding that she wants to go work with Logan and CT because she likes them better. But that's all based off of what she thinks they feel about her. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. She doesn't really I, understand how they feel about her, does she? No, she doesn't. Although I think she does now, if you follow her <laughs> on Twitter. Oh, okay. I um, missed that. Well, she's actually, I mean, not surprising with Big T, but she has been critical of CT, but in a very fair, even-handed way. Okay. Where okay. she was like, like last season, where she was complaining about how inconsistent he was and how he would treat her. Yeah, she just keeps hearkening back to that on social media, where she'll say like, "This is why CT and I are not friends because he'd be yeah. friendly to my face, and then in confessional he'd tear me down, and I'm not gonna have someone like that in my life." Yeah, like, it's not, it doesn't make like headlines because it's so like even-handed, and just, she just like she's just setting a boundary, and she's like, "No, we're done here." Like he is so, who he is. I am who I am. So here's the thing, too, right? what is big T strength? And I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm saying this from like a actual, like a practical, um, like if I'm, if me and you were teams, we're picking teams mm-hmm. and big T's there. And, you know, you look at all the other people in the house and you can say what their strengths are. And even mm-hmm. as much as we dislike Josh, we can say that Josh rallies people together. Yep. Right. Like he has a good political game for the most part. He gets his political game gets him so far before it blows up because he's making deals with everybody. But, Mm -hmm. you know, at least there's a strength there. Big T strength is basically just she's really nice. Yeah. And that's not at this point of the game. That's not good enough, is it? Well, she's a good swimmer. Okay. But. And we'll get to this. We don't really see that in the competition. No, we don't. And I think what is, because, I mean, I like Big T. Everyone likes Big T. What's sad about this scene is Logan and CT, at this point, are probably her closest allies. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they are straight up saying to her, we don't want you on our team. And and they try to like kind of tiptoe around it at the beginning until yeah. they realize that it wasn't registering with her. And she's he's CT actually says, wait, so you're trying to come to our team just because you don't want to make Devin mad. Like, that's really yeah. what it is. Like, what about us? So you'll you'll make us mad. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and like, I will say CT, I thought it had two fair points. First of all, why the point you just alluded to, like, why is it okay to tiptoe around Devin's feelings, but you can be like, uh, I guess, inconsiderate? Yeah. As in not considering CT and Logan's feelings. And like the obvious counter argument is that CT and Logan are supposed to be her friends. Yeah. And like, they should want her on the team. But I think that often happens where people are more concerned with not offending a relative stranger or not offending an acquaintance and sort yeah. of count bank on the fact that their nearest and dearest will just like let them do whatever. And isn't that messed up? And it I'm, I'm going to get a little deep a here. Thing. I was going to say that, right? That's a real life thing. And it's because we take the kindness of our friends more so than we do of strangers, meaning yeah. that we'll accept the fact that, oh, you'll put up with me, John, because we're friends more so than, you know, the stranger that I don't know. I don't want to offend that person. Whereas I know you'll be like, oh, no, it's OK, even though yeah. it might not be OK. And that's not cool. I don't like mm -hmm. that. But the other yeah. fair point that CT makes is that in terms of everyone's game, it would be super helpful if someone broke up the Emerald team. Correct. And like, it's not just like big T that should be doing it. It should be, anyone should be doing it. Anyone that wins an elimination should put themselves on the Emerald team. Mm -hmm. Just so no, that the I Emerald agree. team stops running the board. And like the Emerald team has made it abundantly clear that their strategy is based off of who would not break up their team so yeah like ct i think is being a dick here but even a stop clock is right twice a day right like he does have some merit to what he's saying mm -hmm. but also too right like this is all this is at the point where we're about making money at this point and and i yeah. think we get to this point later on with amanda when she's talking to josh and, and talking about what happens in the the uh deliberation there right or the nomination, whatever it is. Um, the fact that CT and Logan are having this conversation with her, like to her and not like mm -hmm. in front of everyone else is a level of, hey, brutal honesty, but honesty. Because at the end of the day, yes, me and you could be friends and we're on the show, but we're trying to make a million dollars. And I'm not trying to screw you over. You're not trying to screw me over. We're both just trying to get ourselves in the best positions to win a million dollars. And hey, you going to a strong team, which would be the Emerald team, and also breaking them up helps both of us because the Emerald team is very strong and the numbers are there too, yeah. which we've seen time and time again in the way that these dailies have been going. Having more people has been an advantage for the Emerald team. So, Absolutely. yeah. There's another important conversation that happens. Oh, yeah. And this is this one's spicy. Because, and I'm just going to say this, and I don't know how this season's going to end. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't checked enough of Amanda's, you know, post challenge talk. I know that she went live on IG, which I'm sure she probably had a lot to say. I watched a bit of the live, but she was too slow to get to the juice. So I stopped. Oh, OK. Well, I love Amanda and I love Amanda on this show, even in the flaws, because everything's not perfect. Right. And even oh. last week we were talking about, you know, her bad gameplay and not trying and all that. But I like that she keeps it spicy and she's genuinely herself, even with our flaws. Right. Because as people, we are flawed and mm-hmm. that's OK, you know, but Amanda is Amanda first and foremost and always. And I respect that. Right. Mm-hmm. So she's talking to Josh. And, and maybe the me liking Amanda so much is because in this scene, it's countered to Josh, who is always mm-hmm. trying to do too much and is always trying to, like, be someone other than Josh. Like, I still don't know who actual Josh is. Right. But Amanda's mm-hmm. coming in and trying to have a conversation about, hey, well, if I win, you know that I'm going to try to infiltrate your team. So what do you what do you want here? And Josh is trying to tiptoe around. And this is what I mean. You're friends with Amanda. You could just say, listen, I want to run the final with with Casey. Casey's girl is obviously Nani. So that leaves one person. I'm not telling you to to swap out with Tori. But if you're asking me, this is really the way that it goes. And who's going to be mad at that? I feel like even Tori would understand that. Right. But instead, Josh is trying to tiptoe around and he's trying to do this and trying to do that. And then Amanda's like, wait. So you just said two names. Oh, so that means Tori. And now you're leaving her in this like guessing game for no good reason. And what's the purpose of that conversation if you guys are actually friends? It should be able to be a straight up convo, no? I wholeheartedly agree. And it's it's Josh getting caught in trying to be everyone's friend. Yes. Because yeah. he wants to be friends with Tori. He wants to be friends with Casey. He wants to be friends with Nani. He wants to be friends with Amanda. There comes a point where you can't be friends with everyone. So in honesty, like where do you think the Josh's friendship power rankings run? Like Casey's obviously number one. So is because Nani is with Casey, does that automatically make Nani number two? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So then after that now, who do we think he has a better relationship with? Amanda or Tori? Like, do we know that? I would honestly say Amanda. Okay. Okay. But here's the thing. And we've, we've had this point made to us before. Josh is, again, just as we were saying with Big T, Josh is so determined to be kind to, like, acquaintances Mm-hmm. that he'll fuck his friends. We hmm. saw Corey complain about that last week. Yeah. Where he was like, who were your two closest allies coming into this? Me and Fessy and Nelson. Where's Fessy at? Mm-hmm. Look at what's happening to me. Right? This is yep. This is Josh's pattern. Not wrong. Definitely not wrong. Um, <laughs> so... Something else when when I when I look at this show and there's a scene where they're getting ready to do a challenge and we ask, where's TJ? We definitely know that there's nothing wrong. 
we know no. that TJ is about to show up in some badass form. Yeah. And my guy pulls up on the motorcycle as only TJ can for no good reason. Right. Like there's literally no need. That's like I think of this sometimes from the production standpoint where it's like we have this pocket of the budget that just has to say like TJ's cool shit. Right. Like you probably have a budget to put together the eliminations. You have a budget to put together the daily challenges. You have a budget. You have like a food budget, security budget, COVID testing budget. And then there's a budget that says cool TJ shit. So that's him just showing up in a motorcycle that you had to rent, showing up in helicopters, showing up in like all these things. And it's like, all right, cool. TJ, best host there is. Well, I think mm-hmm. I, I am of the belief that I think TJ sometimes rents the shit himself. Oh. Like my understanding is that when TJ, because like they do the competitions like every three days, right? So like mm-hmm. TJ's just hanging out like <laughs> yeah. most of the time, right? And like I've seen and heard interviews with him where he like pre-COVID, he would like fly friends and family in. He like eats at the local restaurants. Like he was recently talking about how, uh, and you can see this on the challenge ig that he's they interviewed him and he's explained how like one of his best memories was how he they're filming in south africa and he drove in to cape town or whatever the nearest nearest city was Mm -hmm. for dinner and was just like picking up hitchhikers and dropping them off as he (laughs) went along okay tj just like lives his best life that's awesome all the time so it's entirely possible that it's not coming out of the show's budget. It's just like TJ being like, yeah, I rented a motorcycle. It'd be sick if like that's, that's how amazing. I rolled up. And you're right. Like he's not renting like the helicopters that he flies in on and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do think some like that, that challenge they had this season where he was like, yeah, you got to swim out to my yacht. There was like <laughs> a 50, 50 shot. That was actually TJ Lavin's yacht that he's sleeping on. <laughs> Because yes. they're in Croatia, right? It's yeah, relatively cheap. Once you're there to yeah. like to rent a motorcycle or whatever, it's not like crazy expensive. So, so when are we planning the trip for the "You Killed It" uh, live remote <laughs> episode from Croatia? <laughs> from the yachts in Croatia. <laughs> Listen, I've got two trips coming coming oh. up. But when I and when I get back from China in February, let's go. Yes. Let's. Uh, Let's I'll need do 14 it. days to like reset my COVID protocols, but yep. March, March, 2022, you and me, let's do it. That made me so tripped out because it seemed so far away, but right, it's actually it's not. not at all. Cause it's no, I, I literally just looked to the top corner of my computer monitor and be like, it's November 11th. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> you mentioned the budget. And I feel like there was a little added money sprinkled into the budget because this daily challenge was sponsored by Top Gun Maverick. And my first question is, do they even ask Tom Cruise to film something for this? No. Right? (laughs) How quickly does that get shut down? You know what I mean? Like, do they even think like, okay, so who can we get to, to be in this video? Can we even 
can we even broach asking Tom Cruise to to film this on his iPhone <laughs> to film like an Instagram story for this? But what's funny is I feel like it's one of those situations where if they asked Tom Cruise, he would do it. It's just everyone was so intimidated that they did not ask Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems yeah, yeah. to me, yep. he's eccentric enough that mm-hmm. he would, he'd just be like, "Oh, what are we doing? Yeah, okay, that'd be cool." You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, listener, Carrie Guerra, I always feel like I'm butchering. My Spanish is so bad. I'm sorry, Carrie. She had a lot of comments on this okay. episode, okay. so we're gonna just touch on the first one. She says that this episode, it was all Top Gun themed music, like Take My Breath Away, Danger Zone. Oh, no, I'm mad we missed all that. I thought that would be the case because like the original Top Gun soundtrack is iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they did at the end of this competition, Mm -hmm. they did play sort of like a like version of the Top Gun theme. I did notice that. So I was like, okay, if they have that one, why would they not have, you know, she's lost mm-hmm. that loving feeling or like stuff like that. Like there, there it's, I could tell. And also when we get to the club scene, the music was atrocious. Like it was very bland and generic. I don't even want to. Yeah. What did we think of this competition though? I thought it was pretty cool. Right. Cause I thought it brings in so much of what we love about the show. It's teamwork. It's you're only as strong as your weakest link. It's about communication. And whoever you think the best team is, it doesn't really matter. Because one team might be able to just piece it together better, um, to work together better. And we saw with uh, CT squad, it was role definition, right? Mm-hmm. And even with within the role definition, once they were struggling to find the one piece, everyone abandoned their role and it was, okay, we just got to find this piece. So even like Ashley dove back in to try to find, you know what I mean? But that just showed the team that worked the best, that worked together the best. Cool. They won. And then, you know, of course the Emerald squad, I mean, they tried, but their communication was a little, hmm. But in terms of like how the challenge went, and I know I kind of skipped over that, so I apologize. But that's okay. You know, I would be terrified being sitting in that plane and then being submerged in the water. So you get submerged, the horn goes off, and then you have to scramble to try to find a bunch of the pieces, and you have to collect 25 puzzle pieces. Bring the 25 puzzle pieces to shore. There's a the puzzle, like the the final answer, we'll say, underneath the plane that you have to memorize and then relay to the person that's on the shore trying to put the puzzle pieces in the correct order. This Mm -hmm. is a hard challenge. And it's all about communication. And that's what I really thought was cool and why I really liked this challenge. I really like this challenge too. There's so many, like, the devil's in the details. There's so many little things that would make this extra hard. We don't know how warm that water is. I'm betting not. It would be hard to swim in those jumpsuits. Yeah. Like, there'd be a lot more drag, a lot more weight. Like, when they have to climb out to, like, to uh, climb the rocks to get out. Yeah. That would be hard when you're, like, when the water is still, like, in the suit. Yeah. And you're um, tired. 
and you're tired. The, you know, there's like little things like, I assume it's salt water. The salt water getting in your eyes and like, they have goggles, but if the goggle comes loose, we've all had that happen. And then you've got some like the, like the half, the half water in your, like, it just, Mm -hmm. my eyes are watering talking about it. It would be so (laughs) difficult in so many ways. And then you've got like the goof, Josh not realizing that he had one of the pieces and just like (laughs) eating up time because like he's just like not mentally together yeah like if there is an lvp of just this daily challenge it's definitely josh right yeah like josh messed up he was reading the pieces in the wrong direction and Mm -hmm. that's after as you mentioned he was they had the whole team trying to find the final piece and it turns out josh just had the final piece tied onto himself and he just forgot it was there so terrible job by josh on top of just their team not working well together for this particular challenge and you know as mentioned the gong show that it was for nelson's team and you know it should have been i thought they might have done okay because it seemed like the roles were defined Mm-hmm. Right. Like Amanda didn't want to go under the water. So she's going to be the one putting together the puzzle and she is good at puzzles. So that should make kind of sense, but it's not really you putting the, together the puzzle because you're listening to what Kyle and Nelson are saying. And then big T wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. Well, and big T again, I like big T, but she dropped the ball here. It was her job to dive down low. She's typically a good swimmer mm-hmm. and like, she just couldn't hold up her end of the bargain. And yeah, yeah, suddenly then you're relying on Kyle and Nelson. In fairness to Kyle, when he said fat circle, mm-hmm. it made perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it I, was, did, I agree. I thought it was accurate. I thought it was descriptive enough. And what sucks for the Ruby team is that aside from arguably big T, like they got a full effort from Nelson and from Kyle and Amanda. You're not guaranteed to get a full effort from Kyle and Amanda on any given competition, but like <laughs> they tried. Mm-hmm. I looked, I laughed. This is sort of my runner up. I know I already said my line of the episode, but my runner up line of the episode was uh, TJ says, you have two minutes and Kyle goes, we, we can do it in one. And TJ <laughs> goes, I guarantee you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. TJ so was definitely over all of Kyle's constant chirps. Kyle yeah. was very mouthy this episode. I don't know if he had extra <laughs> sugar in his coffee or what was going on, but he <laughs> was a chatterbox this episode. That's funny. No, for sure. For sure. And as mentioned, for all of the issues that Josh's team had, all of the issues that Nelson's team had, CT's team, everything went fairly smoothly. And, I mean, they couldn't find one of the pieces – and they all dove back in and Emmy was able to find it, their communication in terms of CT remembering the puzzle. And I think that was the key, right? Like we were just talking about Amanda being good at putting together puzzles, but you're not really the one putting together the puzzle. So no. you flip over and CT is actually the one putting together the puzzle because he's the one going underwater and memorizing it and relaying that info to Ashley. So yeah, Sapphire team wins the Top Gun Maverick challenge. They got what a pre-screening of the film. That's right. And sure, cool. And then I guess uh, they got to uh, 
they had a, a maverick themed party club scene yeah i have a question for you while we're still talking about top gun okay what would be your top gun call sign i have no idea that's a great question i have no i'm not sure hmm there is Who a phase me? when I was in undergrad where my friends and I all went by and like specifically we would use the ones from the movie. Okay. Right? Like so we called one guy Viper, another guy Goose, okay. another guy Iceman, Merlin, etc. So yeah. like we had lengthy conversations. This was in like second year university. There's so much I could say here that I'm just not going to. But I, I appreciate that. I, I would definitely be Jester. Okay. Okay. Just so you know. Just so our listeners know. Okay. Okay. Uh, I feel Jester. like the listeners should like let us know who they would be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I got to say, a Top Gun theme party would actually be a lot of fun. Like if everyone's in on it, mm-hmm. like that yeah. would be that would be pretty good. If If Top Gun Maverick was coming out less in the middle of a global health crisis and i felt comfortable like hosting a party Mm -hmm. this would this could be a candidate this would be a lot of fun that's fair that's fair um so things get really interesting later well hold on first off did someone message you what the music was during this uh top gun themed party i think it was all top gun music Oh, like, okay, I think okay. it was like take my breath away and, and I got danger you. zone and I got you. Okay. Um, well, what was going on? Cause it's danger zone for a man in big T because definitely one of the two of the, I'm going too far with these segues today. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I apologize I to the people. I'm here for it. But Amanda and big T, right. They're definitely in trouble. They know they're on the chopping block and Amanda Again, I like that Amanda is just trying to blow up the game. And she's basically, she didn't like the way, above all, again, we all know that this is probably going to end up being Amanda versus Big T. But the fact that Amanda, I like that Amanda just didn't like the vibes she was getting in terms of how confident the the girls were, uh, you know, in terms of Tori, Nani, who barely has said, Nani barely has said anything for like weeks and weeks and weeks on the show. Which shows you she's very comfortable and very confident, right? Because she is doing nothing. She's just quiet, 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 playing her position in the back. And Amanda is like, no, I'm not going to let you guys all sit here and just think you're plotting and scheming on me. I'm going to go in and I'm going to take control of this. And this is why I'm giving her credit because we talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? If you know you're on the chopping block and there's a heavy possibility you're going in, and we know there was a heavy possibility it was either going to be Big T or Amanda, and then the other one would choose the other one to go into the elimination against, right? Mm. We knew that was the way it was going to play out. So why not take things into your own hands and say, hey, put me in there. So at least if like it was a puzzle, cool, I'm going to go against Casey. Right. Because yeah. I know I could beat Casey in the puzzle for sure. Big T might be able to pull off a puzzle. I don't know. But I know I could beat Casey in a puzzle. I know I could beat Tori in a puzzle. Right. It just makes the most sense. And I got to give Amanda credit for that. 
So I think that although Amanda was not subtle in this club scene when she confronted Nani and Casey and Big T and Tori, I think that what she was doing was actually subtle. Okay. In that Amanda knows that she wants to be the master of her own destiny. And at this stage, the only way to do that is to get voted in. And I think Amanda is smart enough to know the best way to get voted in is to piss off everyone. And so I think that's what this scene's really about. And she never explicitly says it. She says exactly what you just said. You know, she's, you know, she doesn't like their energy. But like, I think she's trying her best to just either piss off or scare, right? Because yeah. she in deliberations she explicitly threatens to go into emerald like she does everything she can to get everyone to vote her in because she wants to be able to call down whoever Mm -hmm. right like she doesn't want tori or big t to get voted in and for them to pick her she wants to try as best she can to tailor her opponent to the competition no for sure which is just smart Agreed. Totally agree. And I mean, her plan works. And when we get to the actual deliberation, I thought it was very interesting because Amanda played this perfectly, right? Like she, she kind of let, I know what Devin was trying to do. Devin was trying to do his normal mind game shit to make Amanda look bad. And Amanda's just kind of like, well, what do you expect me to do? I'm just supposed to let you guys win. Like, no, I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm supposed to stay away from your team because you guys think your team is so great. And I'm just supposed to be like, okay, I'll let you guys be great. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stay over here on my team. That's not good. That doesn't win. Like, I didn't even understand Devin's argument. But also, I think Amanda did a good job because she made her point to Devin and didn't let herself get, like, run over by Devin. But then also, I think she did a good job in not blowing up Josh's game. Josh was the one that blew up his own game. Josh blew up his own game. If Josh doesn't bring up the conversation that they had earlier, Amanda doesn't bring it up. She wasn't going to bring it up. She didn't say anything. And then it was like, wait, hold on. Is that what you said to me earlier today, Josh? (laughs) Because that's how that was the first thing she said. And I give her credit for not blowing it up to begin with. And even with that said, she still didn't like fully bury him. Right. Like she didn't, you know, the, the, the Chris Rock bit where it's like uh, talking about relationships and, and the, the woman knows the man's cheating, but she wants a confession. Yeah. Right. Like Amanda could have gone that route where she's like, no, Josh, I want the confession. Like, I know what you said. I want you to admit what you said. She didn't even go that hard at him. She just kind of let him talk himself in the circles and then let everyone else figure out what actually happened. Cause the whole point is you don't have to convince them. You just have to sprinkle in some doubt. And Tori definitely had some doubt, right? Wait, what did happen in that conversation? Tori looked stricken. Like Tori looked very legitimately upset. Yeah. When she realized that Josh had thrown her under the bus. And to your point, Amanda didn't lay it out. Josh, Mm -hmm. I mean, Josh, 
hung himself by his own petard when he said, and like he knows it too. He said in confessional, this is such a Josh moment of me, which is a <laughs> of the English language. I feel like a complete idiot. Like, yeah. And Devin says too, like, Josh, you can't like, you just played into Amanda's hands. Like doing too much. He's always doing too much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is also the first scene where I noticed that Ashley's gone. Yeah. Ashley yeah, yeah. wasn't at the deliberations. Uh, should we talk about that now? Or should we talk yes. about it when TJ... Let's talk about it now. Yeah. So, this is all speculation. Okay. But I had two listeners direct me to rumors. Okay. Ooh, so I like it. So, shout out to Emma Ewing. Mm-hmm. And I already mentioned Carrie. Who both directed me to some rumor mills, to some goss, that what happened was that Ashley and Josh got into an argument after the club. Oh. Right? Because, like, if you think about it, it doesn't really make sense that Amanda went at those four women, and then there was that confrontation that we saw back in the house where Amanda refused to hug Josh and said that Nelson was her only friend in the house. And that Ashley didn't weigh in. Like, given what we know of the personalities, of course Ashley would weigh in, right? And in Hmm. the course of that argument with Josh, allegedly, Ashley said to Josh, you're gay and everyone knows you're gay. Whoa! And then, allegedly, afterwards, Josh and... Devin and Logan went to production and said, Hey, you can't have people in an argument bring up personal stuff like that. And you might ah. recall a few seasons ago, um, Natalie was really angry because she was outed mm-hmm. on social media. And, like, yeah. let's be clear, Josh's sexual orientation is no one's business but his own. And. Wow. It's really uncool to out someone or even toss her. I mean, I weighed the pros and cons of even like repeating the rumor because it is a rumor of what Ashley said, but the context wow. of why she left is important. And that's why Ashley's social media last night was very much a like the rules are the rules. I broke the rules. I learned a lot about myself this season and I'm going to do better. Like, Whatever she said, whatever happened that led to Ashley being kicked out, it was bad enough that Ashley agrees that she should have been kicked off. So it's like, and this is interesting, right? Because so I'm seeing a bunch of these tweets now. And if people are watching the video, I'm obviously listening to John while reading tweets at the same time. So it's not that I'm not listening. It's not that I'm paying, I'm not paying attention. I definitely am. I am like, cause I did not see that coming, but an interesting point is made, right? As we think about where the challenge is now, and it's a theme that we've been talking about in terms of how much this show has changed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know what happened with the D stuff, but D them editing out D was because that occurred, like what she was getting quote unquote kicked off for happened after filming. Mm-hmm. Right. And they retroactively took her out of this, the season that was currently on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you go back, like when Camilla said, whatever to Leroy, she never got kicked off the show. Right. Yeah. 
Um, Jordan, I'm pretty sure, had an instance with Josh, if I'm not mistaken. Was this someone Jordan was going back and forth with where he was making some comments about um, – I don't I, I stopped myself because I didn't want to get the allegation incorrect. But my point is that we've seen things happen before where there's been bad arguments, bad fights, even when there's like, you know. Things that are deemed in, inappropriate. Right. And yeah. we still get to see that and we see the person get kicked off the show. So my question is. If this is the case and there's a lot of talk on social media about what you just explained being the case. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing people say that there wasn't the, the, the F word wasn't used, for example, right? Like there was, uh, she definitely called out his sexuality, but to what degree doesn't really matter. But my point to, that I'm trying to make as I awkwardly stumble through this is, is this something that we would have wanted to see and then see the lesson of her getting kicked off the show for the inappropriate behavior or mm -hmm. are we better served not seeing it and having the rumors just circulate about what happened i think it's believe it or not better to have the rumors circulate. really and i'll okay. tell you why okay because so there was a comparable incident that mtv handled differently and that mm -hmm. was camilla going after leroy and yes. using we'll call it racially insensitive language yes and we saw that argument they definitely cut parts out because mm -hmm. as you and i discussed uh way back when and like early on in you killed it history yeah she brought up race which we saw but there was a word that she almost definitely used that did not oh, make yes. the cut yeah 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 but here's the thing, and like not excusing Camilla's language at all or how she spoke to Leroy at all, Leroy is black. Mm -hmm. It is something that we can all see. It is a fact of who he is. Mm -hmm. We don't know what Josh's sexual orientation is. I see what you're saying. Yeah. He, not, he might not be ready for the world to know. And he might not know either. Like He might be in a process of figuring it out. And that's all well and good. If MTV aired that argument and showed or even like raised called attention to like what Ashley may or may not have said mm -hmm. that puts Josh in an unfair position where something that is private would be public. Whereas Leroy's race is public because it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, and like the people that know because of the rumors like us, like, and the people that are seeing it on social media, that's a small percentage of the show's, viewership right sure. like i don't know what the viewership numbers are let's say it's a million because that's a round number a million people are not on challenge twitter and instagram and like doing the deep cuts and listening to the podcast it's yeah it's i a mean niche we only niche. have we only have nine hundred and ninety nine thousand listeners right so i mean yeah yeah totally right. so <laughs> so uh i mean i'm really disappointed in ashley if indeed she did say that it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry for Josh that he went through that. And I'm also like, this is part of an issue with our culture and how we treat people on the LGBTQ plus spectrum mm -hmm. in that community where it is 
bandied about as a source of shame, right? And like our yeah. culture is going through a transition. So, you know, if Josh is gay or bisexual or whatever, and I, again, I don't want to speculate. I'm just saying he might have people in his life that he'd want to have that conversation with in person and yeah. not have it broadcast nationally, which I understand and respect. But Carrie um, made a fair point about this situation. Mm-hmm. And that is Devin and Logan allegedly going with Josh to production and weaponizing that incident to get Ashley off the show is also problematic. To have three men work hmm. together to have a woman that they're threatened by kicked off the show is problematic as well. Hmm. So not excusing Ashley's behavior. And I do but, think she probably should have been taken off the show, but mm-hmm. Carrie raises an interesting point that like Logan and Devin dipping their oars in and taking up Josh's cause is also an issue. But this is my thing, issue. right? Where it becomes the rumor side of it. Now we don't know what actually is true. true. What is someone's one side of the story? What's Ashley's side? What's Josh's side? Like, you know what I mean? And and I'm not defending Ashley at all. Right. My point is more so, I guess this is my deeper, my deeper question here. Right. When I think of what MTV was or what I think of what the challenge was or the real world was right you would have these these moments where people were uh, were flawed and we were watching the show because you're seeing all these people from different backgrounds make mistakes, mess up, and then you have the the quote-unquote teachable moment where yeah. it's like, hey, there's consequences to your real-world actions. And mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't mean the pun. I didn't mean the pun of the show. I meant like real-life actions, right? And to me, it's like, okay, so I get you not showing it, I understand why you wouldn't show it because if what we're talking about, you know, and Josh is super sensitive about, you know, whatever the actual issue is cool. Mm -hmm. Totally understand that. But I'm talking about it and maybe this is just my TV brain working and trying to get the best content or tell the best story or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. I'm not even talking about using it as exploiting it. Cause to me, wow, I just hit the mic. That's how like fired up I am now thinking about the story, right? Because it's like, it's not about explaining the story. To me, what made these shows so good, the challenge, uh, the real world, all these things was because you would have those moments where someone would do something stupid and then they would have the acknowledgement like, hey, like this is not right because A, B, and C. They're, they'd have the makeup moment or they'd have the moment where that person still gets kicked off the show anyways. But you know, it's almost like avoiding the problem Mm-hmm. In an era where, like, we know that these things exist and, yeah. and MTV and in the real world used to want to combat those issues and deal with those issues and tell mm-hmm. those stories. And now it's kind of like, oh, no, we're afraid of getting canceled. So let's not bring this up at all or let's not talk about it at all. And let's all and I, and I trust me. I understand it and I get it, but there's part of me that's like, oh, I kind of wish they showed it so that we could see it and and it could be a, a learnable moment, a teachable moment for people, a learnable moment. That's not a word, a teachable moment 
Do you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and I'm not trying to, I, I hope I don't come off as being selfish in terms of like, oh, entertain me, MTV puppets. This no, is what it's supposed to be. I'm talking about like the, the crux for my OG people that have been watching the real world and the challenge for like decades. Do you know what I mean? What the show yeah. used to be. Like there's some great, great, great episodes when you go back in the real world history where, you know, you're having these moments where people realize, no, nah, man, you said this and it hurt me because of blank. Right. Well, and like, that's what the show was. And going way, way back. I think your point is very well made going way, way back in the history of the real world, which is the origin of the challenge. When uh, Pedro came out as having AIDS, mm. like that was a big milestone in the like broader culture's understanding of the AIDS epidemic and yeah. humanizing it, putting a face on it. Like that was a big moment for the culture, like not for like gay culture or for like the AIDS community. I mean, like for all of North American culture with how people spoke about AIDS. Yeah. And like, I mean, again, the trick is, and again, I'm not speculating on Josh's sexual orientation, but that's his story to tell. Mm -hmm. And if he wasn't comfortable with it, then like they can't do it. But you're right. Like maybe they could have come up with a way to address it. Like you might recall that um, in previous episodes of the challenge, like there was Jordan and Naya had a fight. Mm -hmm. And like she grabbed at his crotch during it yeah. and also called him gay repeatedly. And like Jordan was like, well, I'm not gay, but like it doesn't bother me that you would like there's nothing yeah, wrong with yeah. being gay. So whatever. <laughs> but she was kicked off the show because she sexually assaulted him. Right. Like you can't go grabbing someone else's crotch regardless yeah. of their gender or orientation. Yeah. And at the end of that episode, they had like a. Like, a, if you are the victim of sexual assault, yeah. call this. Like, you're you're right that they could have done something rather than just say, Ashley broke the rules, Ashley's gone. And, and hey. Without, I, without, like, putting out Josh's business against as well. Like, I, I do agree with you that there was a middle ground that they could have found here. Yeah, and I mean, and obviously we're saying that without actually knowing... Yeah, the specifics know. of what was said. Right. And I, I really do think, and we're obviously just what we do on this pod. We're talking about this live and raw, like in the moment. So mm -hmm. like I'm gathering thoughts as we have this conversation. And I think you made a really good point in bringing up the Camilla and Leroy thing, because wasn't there another, weren't there two Camillas and was there, there were two there Camilla was. things with N bombs and stuff where we were like, I know she didn't just say blank. Right. No. Like there was another season black person. You know, yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. Ranting like that. Do you know that? No, but there was like a there was a Leroy one, but then there was another one in a different season, no? Where I feel like there, I remember her on a balcony, like throwing stuff off a balcony or something. The so there, I mean there's a lot of Camilla broke ups. The one True. blow ups. There was the one where like Johnny Bananas basically rejected her and she started throwing stuff off a balcony. That was like battle of the X's or something there's the blow up with leroy that lasted like a full episode where she just like went at him 
like yeah. for but, an hour and then after that she was supposed to be on a champs versus stars season and like immediately got like super drunk oh and like yeah, yeah 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 ran someone so, over with a golf cart and no 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 so sorry i'm taking us off on a tangent here but what i was what i was getting at though was that you brought up a very good point of when you do try to show it right and then you show certain parts of it and you leave out maybe like the worst parts of it now you kind of are playing with the actual truth Mm-hmm. Right? And and that's a very fine line between, okay, well, now we're showing a TV show and this person said something really bad, but we're not going to show you everything that they said because that might be too bad and get us in trouble because we gave these people alcohol or whatever yeah. the story is, right? So it's a very fine line, a very fine line. But I'm interested to know what the people think too. Like, do, is that something that would you guys have wanted to see what happened? And if so, why? Like, is it because I don't want to see it just for like the the soul, like, oh, the crazy yelling and screaming and whatever. Like, yeah, I want to see it. Springer. Yeah, that's not that's not solely why I want to see it. Like, I want to see it for like what the full storyline is, the full moment is. And I also think there's something to be said for the accountability of when you do something stupid and you're drunk and then you got to eat it the next day. Yeah. Right. You got to apologize. You got to say sorry. You got to say like, hey, you know what? I messed up. Yeah. And I mean, we actually never specifically said why she got kicked off. We've seen a lot of contrition from her last night. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious to know if she apologized directly to the affected persons. Yeah. Because it's one thing to play the apology game on Twitter. It's another thing to like say to whoever you wronged hey let's meet up for a coffee and talk about this one-on-one mm-hmm. and, and let's be honest like, yeah so yeah we'll see and like we've had ashley on you killed it i'm a totally. fan of ashley yep. if the rumors are true that's very disappointing and unacceptable behavior mm-hmm. uh and also hey if josh was the victim of that attack like we don't like josh but he still doesn't deserve that kind yeah. of personal attack no one does yeah shall yeah. we talk about vault escape definitely on perhaps a later note so definitely i thought this was a really cool cha- uh, elimination yeah me too i want to say first of all and i said this off the top of you killed it but one of the things i really like about amanda is she's very clear about why she does things mm-hmm. and tj says you know who are you going to call down and she says big t and then she explains very carefully why and it makes perfect sense she says i want to run a final with casey and nani i want to be to do that i want to be on the emerald team if i call down tori then if i go on the emerald team i'm replacing either casey or nani and i don't want to do that because again i want to run a final with them Therefore, I have to call down Big T. Yeah. Perfect logic. And she she said it more succinctly than I just did. Like she Yeah. And like everyone up there is sort of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, so I have a question for you though. So seeing this elimination, if Big T was not in play, 
who would have been the person to go against in this elimination if it's not Big T? Nani. Oh, okay. I'm super not impressed with Nani as a competitor. Yeah, I no, don't that's think fair. she's good under pressure. Uh, she's not as strong as Tori or Casey. Like mm-hmm. I imagine, so this was, they had these giant, they're essentially tumble walks. Um, yeah. And what Amanda settles on pretty quickly and, and Big T does as well. So what you have to do is sort of like slowly bump them around and twist yeah. them to get each one of the spikes through the holes yeah. as you sort of pick the lock. And Nani isn't like the biggest or strongest person. She would and, get tired faster than a Casey or a Tori. And also would get frazzled. And would right? get frazzled. Because I, I think that was also a big part of this, right? And and the strategy of Amanda in comparison to Big T, I feel like I could see Tori and Casey maybe having the same um, troubles that Big T had because you're just trying to like muscle the thing, right? And like keep turning it and keep turning it. Whereas Amanda's like, no, no, no. I'm going to do this slow and steady to kind of feel my way through it, even though mm-hmm. I know it'll take out more energy because I'm doing a lot more tight turns. But mm-hmm. that's kind of the way to go through it because you're feeling your way through instead of these like big swings. Because if you miss one of the locks, now you got to spend more effort spinning it all the way back around. Right. Which I thought was very smart by Amanda. And, you know, again, we mentioned Amanda is a very smart competitor um, and it just shows another side of this whole thing. I I just thought it was really cool. And it was a cool setup in terms of you had to pull it out. Then you climb up. Then that becomes a ladder and you had to do that eight times. And at one point, like, did you ever think Big T was going to win? Because I didn't. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, Big T is no chance. There's a part in the middle where Amanda was up, I want to say by two. And then um, she and then Big T caught up. But I mean, nowhere I thought, did I really think that Big T I was will going. say I had the ending spoiled for me. Once okay. again, I watched the Leafs game and then I watched uh, the show. Mm-hmm. And so I, I saw on Twitter what happened because I follow Amanda. Okay. Um, but I thought Big T did well. She hung on like it wasn't a blowout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's um, fair. That's I fair. do think fatigue became a factor. Like she definitely found the rhythm, but then she, I mean, she said it herself. Her forearms were killing her. Yeah. And I was also impressed the sort of leap of faith they had to make. Mm-hmm. It was big. I mean, part yeah. of it is both Amanda and Big T are small. S M O L. They're small. Um, and. But I was like, man, that's like, there's this point where Amanda's on like the very highest vault and like CT's telling her to like compose herself before mm-hmm. making the jump. And I honestly thought like, is she going to jump and miss this? Because that bell looks so far away. Yeah. I was like, is she going to like jump, miss it and then have to climb back up, which wouldn't be impossible. Like she still could have won. But I was like, that looks super far. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. I liked no, this sure. competition, though. I'd be interested to see it come back uh, uh, in me some too. form. Me too. And it was, again, both Amanda and Big T are short. 
They're like Amanda, I would guess, is 5'2", maybe 5'4", mm-hmm. tops, and yeah. Big T is 5'1", or so. I think it would be much harder for a taller person. Yeah. Because the locks are pretty close together, and like both Amanda and Big T really had to like uh, crouch yeah. down. Crouch down to pull it. Yeah, totally. And as so like a Laurel would like person, struggle. Yeah. As a vertically gifted person, I was like, that would cripple my back. I was thinking about how I would do it. Like, I think I'd have to straddle the lock below me. Oh, okay. So that like my legs are like dangling down around the sides while I like worked it. But then like when you pull it out, like, I don't know where I would go. You know what I mean? Like, I got you. It's a, it's a lot of body to, for me to move around these things. No, super awkward for sure. Super awkward. I mean, put it this way, like, how would Josh do it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. As as a tall, and, like, he's pretty, he's not agile, we'll say. Mm-hmm. I think no, that'd be for really sure. hard. Totally agree. And, you know, so Amanda wins fairly easily, and then we think Big T's gone, but I knew right away. Like, I feel like, Right when Ashley, it was apparent that like Ashley's gone. I was like, oh, they're going to keep both of them. I saw that coming. Um, I like the way they played it out and they had her kind of run off and then be, and TJ kind of seemed like he's sitting there thinking like, hmm, hmm, what are we going to do here? You know, like, I like how they kind of played it off, but I wasn't really surprised. Were you? No. Again, I had it spoiled for me, so... That even Big T was staying as well? Yeah. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Well, hey. Hopefully we're not spoiling anything for, for anyone. <laughs> hey, if someone's listening to a podcast about the show before watching the show... Yeah, that's, that's on them. them. That is for sure on them. Sheldon, Agreed. I don't believe... Oh, we, we skipped something. Amanda, of course, infiltrated Emerald. She yeah. took Tori's spot. Tori <laughs> is over on Ruby. Good luck to her on that. Yep. Did you notice how when Tori came down, she's like, oh, good job, Amanda. Like trying to yeah. be like nice and polite. And Amanda just gave her the side eye, the stank eye. I was just like, yo. I got to say. Amanda so like, has no chill. <laughs> I like Amanda and I like Tori. Uh, I do not like how Amanda treats Tori. I, and maybe... I, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I get what you're saying, but I just like that it's authentic. Like, I respect when you don't fuck with somebody, you don't fuck with them. I respect that more so than trying to play nice or trying to pretend. I like that. Because it's not like this is like work where like, hey, you need to be professional and at least like pretend to get along with everyone. Like, this is a fucking challenge. So if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. And I appreciate that. And apologies to anyone who's listening to this in their car as I just dropped like so many F-bombs in a row. I probably just dropped more F-bombs in the last 30 seconds than I have on the hundred and however many episodes we've been doing this for. I didn't even realize that. Where did that come from? You know, I mean, we've gotten away from this, Sheldon, but there was a period in You Killed It History where you and I talked about how we were going to try to not swear because every time we swear, we get an explicit tag. Oh, on really? Like, on, like, Apple Music or whatever oh. it's called now. And, like, I'm comfortable with that because 
almost without fail, I'm the first one to swear and ruin it. And I think we just made it through this entire episode without swearing until you just went off <laughs> in like the last five minutes of the episode. I don't even know where it came from. But anyways, you got Amanda, a lot of she just gets you, me going. Amanda just gets me going. Um, but I just, as far, and we, we don't see all of these relationships, right? So we don't know the whole story, mm-hmm. but Tori has been nothing but nice to Amanda, or at least not rude. Hold on though. We know there's a phony side of Tori, right? And we've yeah, heard people sure. point out that like, there's a very phony, like fake side to Tori. That's very pretend as well. Doing it for TV. But beyond that, you're correct. You're correct. I'll let continue. Uh, I don't think we've heard your line of the episode, though, Sheldon. Um, You actually took you took my line of the episode, but I had a backup. And it was simply uh, when the started the deliberation and Kyle's like, I'd like to go first. I would just like to say hello to the losers (laughs) across from us. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. That's all I'd like to say. Uh, and I th- I'm going to guess, I think I know who killed it for you this week. But Sheldon, who killed it for you this week? Oh, this was an all Amanda episode. Well played. She won. She went from being the most despised person probably a week ago to this week, still being despised, but getting exactly what she wanted. She went into the elimination. She was smart enough to do it on her own terms. She backed up what she was going to say, and she won. She also put the other girls on notice like, yo, y'all need to realize what's actually going on here. Y'all think you have it all just nice. No, no, no. It's not going to be easy. This is what I'm going to do. And she did it. I like it. And, you know, it's quite simply, I was entertained. I, it's, it's unanimous. I can't remember the last time we, ah, we've had unanimous ones this season, but it's unanimous. Amanda killed it this week. And to build off of what you said, what I liked about her is that she did something that basically only CT traditionally does. And that is, she said, um, I guess Jordan does it as well. CT and Jordan do this, but she said, I'm going to go into elimination. I'm going to pick the one of you that is weakest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to infiltrate your team and blow up the show. There are very few people that do that on the challenge. And a lot of people, you know, we always hear the phrase, oh, so-and-so is playing a a scared game. So-and-so is playing a scared game. We saw last week, every guy, including CT, give reasons why they shouldn't be put into elimination. Amanda is the prototype of wanting the smoke. Her game plan was wanting the smoke. Mm-hmm. And she saw it through. Yeah. And I have nothing but respect for that. I don't like, like I said, I don't love how she treated Tori. And like, I don't know that I agree with all of Amanda's motivations. <laughs> but the fact that she called her shot yeah. all along from like, from the jump, from her conversation with Josh. And also she's doing the thing that people should have done all along. Logan should have infiltrated Emerald last week. The week before that, I forget who won, but they should have. Oh, it was Emmy. She should have 
infiltrated Emerald. Like that should have been what people were doing all along. Yep. Break up the winning team. And Great. only Amanda has the intelligence and the guts to get her done. And I really respect that. So unanimous MVP to Amanda. Agreed. Uh, where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And like and subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, the YouTube page. You know, we got a lot of goodies out there. I mentioned a while ago, and I know I fell off on this because I made the promise before. But now that we're officially in hoodie season, I was like, oh, yeah, I still never made these. The you killed it hoodies that I said I was going to do. But if people are interested in them, let me know. Let me know if that's something that people want and we can get those going. And have them available. You killed it. You know the I'm logo. You see them. the logo. Okay. Well, I I want a you killed it hoodie. We we can make that happen. We can make that. I happen. I have people that I would give a you killed it hoodie to as a Christmas gift. Oh. Okay. The holiday well, maybe, season's coming. That's a good call, John. That's a good call. Maybe I I'll get on this. Okay. And it's it's getting freaking cold in Canada. So. It is. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill. This morning on Twitter, Sheldon, I don't know if you saw it, but I was ranting about how all three levels of government here in Canada have been difficult with giving clear and concise responses to reporters. So that's oh. the sort of sort <laughs> of rants that people can find on my Twitter account. All right. Something for them to look forward to if they want to learn about freedom of information requests. In Canada. In Canada, specifically. Uh, until next week, this was You <laughs> Killed It. What more do you want on a podcast for real, though? You. We cover a lot of bases. <laughs> you. You. Remix. You. Kill.